Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. It is so great to have you with us this morning. It's such an honor and a privilege every time you invite us into your house to share the word. I want to thank you for last Sunday. You know, Easter Sunday was very difficult for me personally because it was the first time in 20 years that we as CWC Bay Area did not get together as a family. I want you to know we miss you. We miss gathering together and worshiping with you. But I want you to know that we will make it through this and we will do whatever is necessary in order for us to share the gospel through whatever avenue God opens up for us to do so. And today, I have a word to share with you. I want to encourage you. I want to empower you. And I want to help you get to another level in life this morning. Right where you are, if you would turn your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 1, we have been speaking a series of messages that we call dominion. And we are, we are talking about a decade of dominion. We're not just, this isn't a theme just for this year. This is a theme for the next 10 years. We are believing over the next 10 years for us to walk in the dominion that God created us for. And in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, if you're there, say amen. And if you don't know where Genesis is, it's right after this Bible belongs to. Okay, right after there, Genesis chapter one, verse 26. This is God speaking and he says, then God said, let us make man in our image. Everyone say image. And according to our likeness, say likeness and let them have dominion. Say dominion. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Father, help in Jesus name. Amen. As you know, we've been speaking about dominion. You see, I want you to understand that the Hebrew word for dominion carries the idea of uh, rulership, of administration, of dominance, the ability to walk in sovereignty and royal power. God created mankind with the ability to rule his environment. That's what God created you for. If you've ever asked the question, what am I on earth for? God created you and placed you where you're at so that you could administrate and rule the environment that you are in right now. You are not where you're at by accident. You are there on assignment. Dominion is to a man what flying is to a bird or swimming is to a fish. The Word of God says that he gave us dominion and then he gave us the scope that we had dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air. He gave us dominion over the earth itself. I want you to understand that this earth God placed you in charge of to administrate and rule it. That's why prayer is so important because prayer invites God because I want you to understand God values authority so greatly that God will not supersede man's authority even here on earth. Prayer gives God permission to interrupt, to intercede, and to intervene in our lives. It gives him the right to come, and we surrender our authority to God to step in. God granted mankind authority or dominion here on earth. And that's why I shared with you a couple weeks ago that any addictions 
are literally illegal in the kingdom of heaven because God created you to rule your environment, not be ruled by it. Whether it's alcohol, drugs, or even money, these are things that are created, that God created for your benefit, not for those things to rule your life. So I want you to see the first thing God gave man was his image, and then his likeness, and then he gave him an assignment. I want to take you somewhere this morning, so stay with me. I want you to understand that every designer places their image on whatever it is that they create. Whether it's a shirt, whether it's the shoes that I'm wearing, every one of us has a, whatever car you drive, there is a symbol, there is a logo that identifies the maker or the manufacturer of that thing. See, mankind was no different. God placed his image on you. He placed his logo on you the same way we see the Nike swoosh or we see the Apple, or whether we see the the Mercedes emblem, or even the Rolex emblem. All these emblems show who made the product. And I want you to understand that these products, they, they represent quality. They represent a brand. They represent a design, a purpose, a function. You could see these logos and immediately know what they represent without even seeing the product. What am I telling you about? See, when a product, whenever you open up a product, whether it's an iPhone, whether it's a new computer, uh, whatever it is that you open up, even a new car, the first thing they ask you to do is take a look at the owner's manual. And very few of us ever do. But one of the things you'll find on the back side of that owner's manual is what they call a warranty. This warranty gives that product a a guarantee that it's going to function the way the designer or the creator intended it to function. Listen to me very carefully. I want you to understand that the producer of that item, the creator of that that thing, did not give you a warranty because they liked you. They didn't give you the warranty because they knew who you were. They gave you the warranty because what they're doing is they are protecting their image, they're protecting their product, they're protecting their reputation. When we malfunction, God placed his image on mankind, and when we malfunction, come on brother, when we malfunction, God has a warranty on our lives as well, because when When we malfunction, it represents who God is, and God wants to make sure that we get put back together. So whether I have an iPhone or whether I have a Mercedes car or whatever it is that breaks down and it's under warranty, I can take it back to the manufacturer, and the manufacturer will make sure that that thing is repaired the right way. Why? Because they're protecting their brand. I want you to know that when you and I malfunction, that God wants to repair us. Listen to me. There is no warranty warranty that ends when it comes to the people of God. I don't care what you've gone through. I don't care the mistakes that you've made. It doesn't matter how many times you've messed up. It doesn't matter how many times you've fallen. It doesn't matter how many times you broke. God will take you and put you back together each and every time. Why? Because you represent him and his image. God wants to make sure that when we malfunction, God wants to put us back together. Listen to me. When your marriage malfunctions, when your finances malfunction, when your family malfunctions, when your knowledge or your health malfunctions, when your business or your relationships malfunction or your education or your outlook or your vision or even your abilities begin to break down, God wants to bring you back in and put you back together because our malfunctions reflect who God is. Listen to me, God loves you so much that when you break down, 
God wants to put you back together. He's given us a design, but God's desire is that you operate according to the design that he prepared you and put you together for. You see, I want you to understand that sometimes the product, though, if you notice on any warranty, they say this, that if you abuse the warranty or you use that thing in a manner that it wasn't created for, I want you to, that, that the warranty is voided. I want you to know that God doesn't void the warranty. Even when you do things that God never intended you to do, when you call upon God, God will bring you back in and restore the dominion that you were created for. I need you to listen to me this morning, that God wants you, many of you are sitting there right now, Pastor, I appreciate the dominion message. I appreciate the fact that I was created in the image and the likeness of God, but you don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I've done. You don't know the things that I've done that avoided the warranty on my life. My brother, my sister, I need you to understand, you can't void the warranty of God. God loved you so much that he will put you back together each and every time. That's what Easter was all about. That's what Resurrection Sunday was all about. The blood of Jesus restores us and puts us back together again. I want you to recognize that Adam, Adam had all the resources necessary in the garden in order to create an iPhone, an airplane, a skyscraper, a Tesla car. Everything he needed was there in the garden. The problem wasn't the resource, it was the knowledge. And I want you to understand something. In your life, it's not the lack of resource, it's the lack of knowledge of who God is. You see, this is our this is our manual. This is our operator's manual. This is our warranty for life. The word of God is the very foundation of what we are and who we are. But Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 puts it this way. My people are destroyed. Everyone say destroyed. For lack of knowledge. Everyone say knowledge. Because you have rejected Knowledge. I want you to recognize that word destroyed in the Hebrew means to be ruined, to cut off, or to cease. That literally that we are falling apart as a nation, as a people, because we, we are being destroyed. Why? Because of lack of knowledge. That word knowledge means discernment, understanding, skill, or wisdom. It's the root word in the Hebrew, which is yada. That's the same word to know someone, which when we say know in the biblical tense, that's talking about a sexual intimacy. It's coming so close to someone that you know them not just from your head but through your experience not just through head knowledge but through experience through intimacy you see I want you to understand that my grandson Kyrie he has more knowledge than some adults do you see I was I was making coffee recently and I put my k-cup in and as I was pulling it out he wanted to reach and touch it and I, I was holding it I pulled it away from him and he got mad he wanted to touch the cup that it just had hot water poured through it and I told him mijo it's hot Kyrie it's hot don't touch yet he still reached out and he touched it when he touched it he felt the heat and he pulled his hand away immediately the next day when I was making coffee I was holding him again and as I was pulling out the k-cup I picked it up and I asked him do you want to touch it and he pulled his hands back and said no you see my grandson is smarter at one year old than many 50 
40-year-old, 30-year-olds that keep on doing the same thing over and over. You keep touching things that are burning you. You keep doing things that are breaking you. You keep doing things that are damaging you. I want you to understand it's time that we, under, we, we understand what knowledge is all about. That word knowledge, yada, that we would know God, not just in our head knowledge, but experience who God is. God wants to reveal himself to you. Our world is destroyed because of lack of knowledge. You might be sincere, but you can still be sincerely wrong. Stay with me this morning. I'm almost done. But I want you to understand, he says, my people are destroyed, Hosea 4, 6, for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. It's not that the knowledge isn't there. It's just that we want to do things our own way. What's the definition of insanity, Einstein said, is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. You keep doing life the same way, and you keep getting the same results, and you're getting mad at your spouse, you're getting mad at your kids, you're getting mad at your family, you're getting mad at your business, you're getting mad at your God or your church or your pastor, but the reality is it's the knowledge that's holding you back. It's the yada, it's knowing who God is, not just here, but here. They've rejected that Hebrew word means to refuse, to reject, to ignore, to despise. And we live in a world today where people are despising and turning their back on the knowledge of God. In fact, if you go back to the beginning in Genesis where Eve ends up falling, where she ends up giving in to the serpent in the Garden of Eden, I want you to see something. She fell and gave in to the serpent because of lack of knowledge. Listen to me closely. Stay with me. I want you to understand that she was looking for something she already had. She was looking for something that God had already given to you, to her. I want you to understand God cannot answer a prayer that he's already answered. Come on, say it again, Pastor. He cannot answer a prayer he's already answered. She, in her conversation with the serpent, the serpent says that if you eat of the tree, then you're going to become like God. Eve was already like God. She was created in the image and the likeness of God. I want you to understand that many of us are searching for things that you can only get through Christ. You're searching for things in the world that you can only obtain by the Spirit of God. You're looking for approval. You're looking for recognition, authority. You're looking for blessing. You're looking for purpose, for power. You're looking for dominion or influence. You're looking for your image, for acceptance. You're looking for dominion, but the only place you're going to find these things is in the presence of God. You're not going to find it out in the world. Those relationships only last so long. The substances only last so long. The Bible says, what's it profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? You see, it's time to stop allowing the enemy to lie to you. As Randy comes and helps me as we close, I want you to understand that you cannot accomplish in the flesh what God started in the spirit. I want you to see in Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, Paul's writing to the church in Galatia, a group of people that had received Christ, that had begun to follow God. But then they begin to bring in old thoughts and old mentalities and try to marry them to the gospel. And Paul tells them in Chapter 3, verse 1 of Galatians, he says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who's cast the evil spell on you? For what, 
for the meaning of Christ's death was made clear to you as if you had seen it on a picture of his death on the cross. Verse 2, he says, let me ask you one question. Church, let me ask you one question. Those of you looking in right now, I want to ask you the question Paul asked the church of Galatia. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Did you receive the Holy Spirit or the presence of God by doing your own philosophy, by living your own way? He goes on and says this in verse 2, Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed in the message you heard about Christ. It's faith. It's not fear. It's faith. Faith is the only thing that's going to pull us through this time of coronavirus. Faith is the only thing that's going to be the, the sustainer of your soul. It's only faith in God. It's not faith in your job. It's not faith in your finances. It's not even faith in, the, in our government. you got to understand that those are resources that God is your source says in verse 3 how foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the spirit why are you trying to become perfect by your own human effort listen to me very carefully true power is found in surrender you keep trying to break the addiction on your own. You keep trying to heal the marriage on your own. You keep trying to fix your family on your own. You keep trying to, to break that depression on your own. You can't do it through the arm of flesh, what only God can do through the Spirit of God. It's in your weakness he's made strong. I want to invite you just to pause your life right now. The coronavirus has put everything on pause in our lives. And God's right now, even though I don't believe he caused it, he will redeem it. And take this opportunity to grow you in him. I can't complete what God started by his spirit with human effort. I got to rely on him. See, I want you to understand this as I close. You keep trying to act like God or be like God. You're doing things through the flesh to try to become, break habits so that you can look like God. My, my, my friend, you already look like God. That was Eve's problem. She wanted to be like God, not realizing that she was already like God. You have his image on you. The same way a Nike shoe has the swoosh, you have God's image all over you. And God wants that image to shine. He wants you to be a representation of how good he is. It's on God's best interest for you to overcome today. My question to you is this, how would God, listen carefully, how would God treat your spouse? How would God raise your children? How would God spend your money, treat your neighbor, invest his time, utilize his resources, love others or deal with your problems or shift atmospheres or even make a difference? How would God do that? 
That's the mentality I want you to walk in. I want you to start looking at things through the lenses of heaven, not through the lenses of earth. We got to stop waiting for heaven to wait, waiting till we die to go to heaven. And we got to start declaring heaven's going to come and invade earth. We got to bring heaven to our families. We got to bring heaven to our relationships, heaven to our business, heaven in our marriages, heaven to our children, heaven to our schools. We need God more than ever before. But I want you to know God gave us dominion why we see it in the book of Matthew chapter 6 when he teaches us to pray I love the way it says in the message version our father in heaven reveal who you are set the world right in other words what he's saying is that there's something wrong in the world right now there's something wrong in our world when we have kids being abused there's something wrong when we got pandemics that are destroying lives I want you to know that God knew that there was something wrong in the world that's why Jesus came that's why he placed you in the city that he placed you in in the nation that he placed you in that you would utilize your giftings and your abilities to set things right look around you right now if there's something wrong in your life set it right and if it's in you set you right by allowing the presence of God to reveal himself to a new level in your life and when you do that when you're set right you can begin to set things right in the environments around you set it right dominion it's time to get back to this it's time to allow the Spirit of God to redeem you, to restore you. See, you're not broken. You're still under warranty. And God right now is inviting you. He's going to pay the postage. He's going to take care of the restoration. All he's saying is, would you just come back to me and let me put you back together so that you could operate according to the design that I made you for. Bow your heads with me right now at home. Heavenly Father, I pray for our family and friends of CWC Bay Area and those that are looking in as well. I decree right now that you are not broken, that you are not damaged goods, that you are still under the warranty of God Almighty who loves you and that you were created in the image and the likeness of God to operate with dominion so that you could set things right that are out of place. Lord, I pray right now, my God, freedom over every mind battling with depression, those that are battling with fear right now. And I just speak, my God, a coming home in Jesus' name. You're here, heads bowed, eyes closed, wherever you're at right now, just in a private moment between you and God. If you have been distant from God right now, I just want to restore that relationship. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, then you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from brokenness. Saved from depression. Saved from, from being lost. God wants to restore relationship with you. Right where you are, just say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe in Jesus. And I receive this moment, his free gift called salvation. I invite Jesus to come into my heart and live in me. I turn my back on my old life, and I ask God to put me back together again. Put my marriage back together again. Put my family back together again. Put my future and my dreams back together again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
And Father, I pray for others that are watching right now that know you but still feel broken. Lord, right now, restore, put back together. Holy Spirit, go out. You, you are the great repairman. You go out and you put back together things that are shattered and broken. And I speak the name of Jesus right now. I speak healing. I speak wholeness. I speak dominion in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. We are so blessed that you joined us here at CWC Bay Area. Listen, if this service blessed you, would you share it? Would you also let us know that you heard the message and that you were encouraged? Uh, we just want to reach out to you. We want you to know you're not alone. That CWC Bay Area, we are here to love God, love people, and to change the world. God bless you this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea. 